This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm Jen, lifestyle YouTuber and your host of this podcast, where we dive deep with insightful guests to find out how self-care has played a role in their success. Welcome to our community. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our community. It's Jen. I'm so happy to be on the mic. I've actually recorded three podcasts today. Yeah, three um, for other people's podcasts, because I had got asked to be on a few podcasts and I was like, you know what, let's just knock them all out in one day, some time batching. And honestly, it was great. I just got to stay in the flow, talk all day and it was enjoyable. But let's get into what was in alignment for me this week, what was out of alignment and you guys reflect on yours as well. All right. So what was in alignment? Honestly, so much quality time with friends this weekend. It filled me up so much. I had two girls nights with different groups of friends. And yesterday, even though I complained so much about it, Ethan made me clean the entire apartment with him. He cleaned most of it. I made lunch. I meal prepped oatmeal for the week. He made a sourdough. He's literally a housewife. Like he's cleaning, making sourdough. I'm complaining. Not typical gender roles, but I'm now in a very clean apartment, so that's been nice. But honestly, I don't have as much to say about what's in alignment because I'm so focused, unfortunately, on out of alignment right now. I don't feel like myself. I'm weirdly feeling imposter syndrome creep in. I've been feeling defeated. I've been feeling anxious, irritable, hormonal, even though I'm not getting my period and there's no reason for me to be, but... I feel very out of control of my body and my emotions, especially since we're having Alyssa Viti, I believe is how you pronounce it, on the podcast coming up. So I'm listening to In the Flow and just learning about how birth control has ruined my life. And I think I'm becoming more aware of just how confused I feel in my own body. And I definitely want to, you know, I struggle with IBS, my gut health. I'm getting an endoscopy this week. So anesthesia will be fun, but... <laughs> I think the next step after some of these tests I'm running with my stomach doctor is I'm trying to figure out the healthiest, best way to get off birth control, and I'm hoping to talk to Alyssa about this on this podcast for sure. If you have ever gone off birth control and had any help, whether it was through like parsley help or an endocrinologist or a book, can you let me know, please? Because I don't want to just go off of it cold turkey. I want to use it as an opportunity to treat my body better. And I just, I don't want to like be a complete mess, not knowing what to do. So let me know. But yeah, honestly, I've just been feeling super anxious. I think I was away for a few weeks, even before Colorado, I was in Florida for a week. And I think it's the natural anxiety of getting back into your rhythm. But then there's also just like these greater underlying anxieties. I don't know. I don't know. I think I've been used to so much change and travel and now I just feel stagnant. So maybe I'm just feeling 
a little defeated. I don't know. I also, here's the thing. I got a journal on it. I have therapy tomorrow. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. So I will report back. But you know when you just feel anxious and irritable and you literally cannot figure out why? So I'm going to have to journal on it. But I've been feeling the need to just step away from... I feel like I'm spreading myself very thin between all social media platforms. You know, I want to be everywhere. I want to create this big community. But I, my first love is YouTube and this podcast and things that feel authentic to me. So I think the Instagram and the TikTok, it's like with the podcast and the YouTube videos, I can really take my time with it and make really thoughtful, you know, curated, incredible, not curated, but like it takes time to make it and edit it and get it up there and everything. And it's just, you know, I can be more intentional with it and creative. And I think with Instagram and TikTok, it feels all consuming because I committed to being consistent on both platforms. And I think I'm just spreading myself a little thin and feeling like there's too much social media in my life when really like I just care about this podcast and this YouTube channel, but I want to grow my communities on here. And I have to do that through Instagram and TikTok. So, you know, just millennial Gen Z problems. I'm on the cusp. <laughs> I'm just, I'm feeling a little overwhelmed right now. So I'm trying to take a step back, not put as much pressure on myself and just figure out what the hell's going on with me with some journaling and therapy tomorrow. So hopefully I will figure it out. Luckily with all of my girl time and Ethan being so, you know, supportive and here for me and making me laugh all the time. I have good support systems in place. I have my tools in my toolbox, which is always what we're talking about on here. I know what meditation I like. I know that I should go to therapy. I know I should journal and I'll figure out, you know, what's going on in my head and that self-awareness of understanding what's going on is immediately going to alleviate so much anxiety. So I know what I have to do and that's the best part. So if you're feeling like you don't know what your tools are in your toolbox, I would just encourage you to, as you listen to this podcast every week, I'm always asking everyone their top self-care tips. I'm always bringing on wellness experts in a certain specific field. So notice when something stands out to you. Notice when something piques your interest and try it out for a week and go from there. Process of elimination, you'll see what you like and you'll naturally want to do more of it. Even just getting the five-minute journal, I efficiently, a few minutes a day, get in my gratitude, my affirmations, my reflections, everything. So if like, too much work sounds really daunting for you. I honestly encourage the five minute journal. It's really quick every morning, every night for like a minute. You reflect, you do all of the mindfulness things in one, and it has changed my life. I have a full video on YouTube about how it's changed my life. So you can head over there, hit subscribe while you're at it. <laughs> but I really, really loved this episode. Oh, excuse me. We got to breathe in what was in alignment and breathe out what was out of alignment. I'm clearly out of alignment. Let's do it. Okay. The guests of this week, I'm obsessed with them. Mia and Carly, they're the hosts of Mostly Balanced Podcast. I loved, we did a podcast swap. It was, they came on mine and then directly after I came on their podcast. So their episode's already out. It was released yesterday. You can go head over there to listen to me on their podcast. But we chatted for over two hours and I just loved that it's two of them. They're so different and so similar in so many ways. And for me, it's like I am either talking to you guys on here, just me and you, or I bring one person on. So anytime I can be in like a group setting on a podcast, it's so fun for me. It just felt like girl talk. I loved it. 
you will literally just feel like you're sitting in the room with us drinking coffee or like hanging out at night. It's a total girl talk. They met in their early 20s. They bonded over their failed relationships, dating history, and interest in wellness. Mostly Balanced Podcast is a space to hold conversations about approachable wellness dating, relationships, and they have new episodes every Monday. So it's just total girl talk and wellness and dating. It's amazing. I absolutely loved chatting with them. We talk about wellness practices that have changed their lives, ones that they learned from podcast guests. Carly even started seeing a therapist that she had on her podcast, which changed her life. They talk all about how they manifest using Lacey Phillips' program. That is something I foresee in the future, me coming on here talking about that. I might even purchase it tonight. I've been looking into it for a few weeks now, The Pathway by Lacey Phillips. It's supposed to be just a collection of workshops to unlock your limiting beliefs and manifest the dream life. And they will talk about their experiences with that here. They talk about balancing a nine to five with their podcast, how they balance, you know, the different tasks of their podcast together, sharing that, growing their podcast community, because it's a very hard algorithm, let me tell you. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Go listen to my episode on Mostly Balanced and subscribe and rate, review all the things over on Spotify because you can do that now, apparently. And I will talk to you next week. Hi, Mia and Carly. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having us. Of course. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to schedule this forever, so I'm so excited to finally chat with you guys. I can't oh, wait. I We're wait. so excited. Okay, awesome. So before we get into introductions and everything, the first question I ask on every episode is your top self-care tip that has played a role in your success. So we can start with you, Mia. Okay, this is tough. I saw your question and I really had to think about this. I think the concept of mindfulness, I feel like I have talked so much about. Carly and I have had conversations about that through podcasting, whether it's mindful exercising or being mindful in your relationships or mindful eating. And it's just a word that's so buzzy and I feel like you hear it all the time and we're like, what does it actually mean? Yeah. But from all the conversations I've had, I feel like I have learned so much and I just bring that into everything that I do now. So whether it's like blocking off my day of my calendar for work to like be more mindful and know when I work best or when I'm communicating with my fiance or friends or when it comes to eating and exercising, like I just have leaned very heavily into doing what makes me happy. And I feel like I'm paying more attention to how things make me feel. And I think that's a very general some of what being mindful is. Yeah, I love that because I love that you chose a word because I feel similarly when it comes to the word intuitive, which is kind of similar, but mm -hmm. it's like, it's not just intuitive eating. It's also intuitive working out. Like, what do I feel like I need that day? High intensity, low intensity, rest. So I completely relate with that. Yeah, yes. I do too. And it's definitely a hard thing to master. Like intuition and mindfulness and everything like that is very, very difficult. But for me, in terms of self-care advice that I feel like really sticks with me and has really changed the way I think about it is just the fact that it looks different for everybody. So I think that you can get, especially with social media, you can get so wrapped up in like, this is what this person's self-care routine is. And that's why I love that you ask this question to everybody because you probably get such different answers. And 
as soon as you realize that your self-care is not going to be the same as your friends, your family members, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it is, then you'll actually start being able to practice better self-care in a way that makes you feel good. Yeah, I can, I'm so happy you said that because that's literally the point of asking that question. I love like <laughs> at the end of the season, I just did a roundup of everyone's self-care tips and it's just so different for everyone. And I agree also to what you were saying, Mia, like the whole buzzword of it all when it comes to mindfulness and it's the same thing with self-care. It's like, okay, it's not just a bath. It's not just a face mask. It's actually, it can look like hard work and it can look different for everyone because it's just about doing what makes you feel good. So I absolutely love that you said that. Yeah. Like some people love to meditate. I don't. And that might be like a self-care you're forcing yourself to do that just feels bad for you. That's complete, it's completely opposite of what you should be getting out of your self-care practice. Yeah, and there are other activities that are meditative other than sitting there and meditating. Like some people, running is their form of meditation. So it just all comes in so many, (laughs) really? Oh, I cannot relate. (laughs) But there's also other forms like driving really fast and singing to music. Like (laughs) I feel like there's just like, it just, whatever gets you out of your head. Yeah, I completely agree. Or like very in your head. Into your head, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the point though. It can take so many different forms. So we both are hosts of wellness podcasts and we talk to so many people of so many different realms of mindfulness and self-care. So I really want to get into all that, but I want just to introduce you guys as individuals to everyone first. If you want to just give like a little recap of who you each are and then how you guys met and started your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mia, do you want to go first? Sure. I'm Mia. I am 30 years old. I live in Brooklyn. I work at Meta, formerly known as Facebook. And I started, I I live with my fiance. We have a dog. He's a long-haired dachshund and he's the cutest thing. I have three of those at home. (laughs) What? Oh my God. Yeah, it's awful. We had two, we got one, had to get the one's brother. And then my sister 10 years ago, when she was not responsible enough to have a dog, got her own. So then my parents took it from her because they were like, absolutely not. They went to return the dog. They couldn't. So now they have three doxies that bark way too much. <laughs> oh my God. We need to talk offline. I know. And I need to see pictures. <laughs> I I, know. I feel like you don't like get the dachshund world until you're in it. And I think Cooper might need a friend. Oh, so we're three. <laughs> three. Three. <laughs> yes. That's pretty much me. I feel like we'll talk so much more about like my wellness journey yeah. and all of that when we get into the podcast and the pod. I'll let Carly introduce herself, but this podcast is one of the best things that has ever happened and has been able to give me a passion and an outlet outside of work, which used to kind of consume me and not fulfill me. So this has just been amazing. I totally agree. Plus one to everything Mia said about the podcast. And so I'm Carly, the other half of Mostly Balanced. I am from New York. I have spent pretty much the bulk of my adult life in New York City. I went to college in New York City and stayed there almost ever since, aside from a quick stint in Chicago. And now I've been kind of back and forth between New Paltz, where I'm from, and New York City. Um, I work at TikTok, which is kind of funny because Mia works at Facebook. So we cover all the social media or a lot of it. The important ones. Yeah. (laughs) I also am a certified health coach and I write freelance sex, dating, and lifestyle content for the every girl. 
I didn't know that. So I work in PR, so I'm going to have to offline with you because I work in health and wellness PR. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So Amazing. we all have a lot to talk about. Offline. And we all have a lot going on. <laughs> so I definitely want to get into all of that because yeah. it's cr- especially living in New York and everything we're juggling. So how did this start? How did you guys meet? And then like, have you been best friends forever? What's the backstory there? Yeah, we actually met at an advertising agency. So it was I think it was Mia's first job out of college. It, it was, was my like, third. I changed jobs right. a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> 2014. What Somewhere around it? there. Um, but so we met then. It was, yeah, I believe 2013 or 2014. So at this point, like eight years ago. Um, and we were friends. We were on the same team directly. Like Mia actually was like, I guess, directly reported into me (laughs) Um, and we were like work friends and the advertising industry for anyone listening who doesn't know, is like a very, very, very social industry. So like we were always going to different events and happy hours and dinners and lunches and just all that. So we definitely bonded in a way, but we didn't become like best, best friends. We were just work friends that's like a whole other topic. I feel like how those two things are different. Mm -hmm. They really Um, are. (laughs) Yeah. But then we both ended up leaving the company and then we kind of ran into each other. I actually had Mia's now fiance was up at this point now my client. And so I took him out to a Rangers game. And then that night we ended up running into Mia and then Mia and I just made plans to hang out. Like this was a few years later after we had worked together. And then we just, since then we're like suddenly best friends. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like when we started, like the transition from work friends, like because the industry was so like social, we didn't really hang out with our work friends outside of work because we were with them so much. But then when Carly and I did hang out one on one, I feel like I've probably said this before on a podcast, we got drinks at the Wren. It was like a classic first date spot in the East Village. I think we had spicy margaritas. We just talked the whole night and like started texting after that like and I don't think the texting conversation has ever had a lull (laughs) so we are in constant communication and just realized we had so much in common from relationship experiences and kind of the fact we were in these roles in media which we it's our career path and we like it but we were not like fully fulfilled and we just started talking about all the wellness things we liked workout classes we liked Carly was the best relationship advice I could have ever gotten when I was going through really challenging relationship times. So it was like this conversation and this outlet of a friend that could fill the gap and kind of was exactly what I needed at the time. So like timing in romantic relationships is important, but I think also in terms of our friendship was important. Yeah, I love this message just in terms of like, At a certain point, if you have a, and not everyone does, but if like you have your set group of college friends and your set group of high school friends and camp friends, and it's just like at a certain point, you're like, I don't need any new friends. But if you (laughs) do put yourself out there, or if you do go on that like coffee date, that might just seem like, oh, she keeps asking me for coffee. Like I should just go meet up with her. (laughs) Or like, oh, I feel nervous to like go meet up with this girl that I really connected with, but like, I'm kind of nervous. It just shows you that if you do it, you never know what can come from it. And that's wild. Like if you guys never reconnected, this podcast would not have happened. And that's just a crazy concept to me. Like no matter how old you are, what stage you are in life, you can still meet best friends for life or career partners or whatever it might be. So I just think it's, I love hearing stories like that. It's crazy to me, actually. I totally agree. And For me specifically, and I haven't, I feel like I haven't talked about this that much, but I honestly am not, I had never been that good at making 
close friends. And it's because I, I, or I think it's because I have a twin sister. And so I always had kind of like a built in best friend. So we had a ton of friends, but nobody that I was like, like Mia said, like constantly texting or just like really that like best friend vibe or bond. And so I think then at that age, it was when my sister was either engaged or had recently gotten married. Like I was just, I needed sort of like that, not that I didn't have it with my twin sister anymore, but just somebody to like always go out with all the time. Like that summer we were, I mean, I'm not going to feel like we were drunk the entire <laughs> summer. And they're just really like, out. like you had a good yeah. time. <laughs> and then years later, yes, it led to mostly balanced. And the reason that we focus so much on uh, dating and relationships is because that's the biggest thing that we bonded over early on. And then all those other things that Mia mentioned, like everything under the wellness umbrella, which to us is like spirituality, self-care, career, friendships, all of that. So that all kind of comes to life on Mostly Balanced in the conversations that we have with our guests every week. So, okay, you guys reconnected then and you became best friends, but then you had your own career. So when was it like, we need to start a podcast? Were you guys talking about your favorite podcasts? Like when did that come about? Yeah, I think we shared all of the things we loved trying. We loved reading about things that were wellnessy, obviously talking about relationships. But I think I started listening to Sex with Emily. I randomly yep. started. I was recommended was this podcast. That my first also. That mm, is so random. Such a good one. Yeah. And I loved it and I told Carly you have to listen to this like I feel like maybe because of the world we're in now I hear more sex conversations but like that was so taboo for me at the time I was yes, like on same. the subway listening to like tips for initiating a threesome <laughs> with your partner and like it's just on the way to work and anyway it just opened up the door for yeah. so many conversations out there and I think I was um found girls got to eat or Carly found girls got to eat then and we started listening to so many more podcasts sharing them listening to all the same ones and started to feel a little like I want to a jump into this conversation because I have things to say yeah I'm a little <laughs> jealous of this and like why can't we start a podcast on our own so the idea sparked there and we ran with it right Carly mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Honestly, it's just the power of podcasting. Like we have information at our fingertips when it, I think it's like such a huge part of this huge, like wellness uptaking and like how the wellness industry is taking off. I feel like we are now able to explore different wellness trends and like straight from the source. Like we could always read an article about something we were maybe interested in and like quoting an expert, but like we get to hear just everyday girls talking about different wellness trends and obviously as you guys know as hosts it's like we get to invite people on and ask them the questions that we want to ask directly like you were saying you want to mm -hmm. like be a part of the conversation so it makes me think like is there because I know I have one is there a wellness trend or a spiritual practice or something that you have now fallen in love with from having a podcast because of a guest you had on there are so many and yeah. it's, and that's one of, of course, everything you're saying, those are the reasons that we started the podcast. Like Mia said, I honestly just love asking people questions. Like I mm -hmm. could sit there and ask people questions all <laughs> night, all day. So <laughs> it is perfect for us in terms of wellness trends. This is funny because it's not a wellness trend, but it kind of answers your question that I've <laughs> 
seriously fallen in love with therapy. And it's just because of so many of the conversations that we've had. And the reason I relate it to the podcast is because I actually started seeing one of the guests that we had on our podcast as my therapist. And it took a while. Like it was a while after we had her on that then we started having so many more conversations and it comes to it comes to the conversation so much, like the topic comes up that I ended up deciding to do it. And I had tried out therapy a little bit in the past, but never really connected with someone fully. So I totally credit the conversations that we had on Mostly Balanced to actually being able to shift my mindset about it and show up more open to it and and then literally find somebody who I connected mm-hmm. with. So that was a cool experience. Do you think that that's what it is in terms of you have to be open to it? Because I agree, like, there are just people that you're not going to connect with, but I know a lot of people who are frustrated because they've tried it multiple times and can't connect, but is there part of them that you think, like, is just not as open to it because maybe they're a little hesitant from trying therapists in the past and not connecting? Because I agree. I think that might be part of it, too. Yeah, I definitely do, and I I am – a funny person to ask that just because I really do think that everything is kind of like a mirror back to the energy that you're putting out there. But therapy specifically, I do think that you have to come with like a very specific mindset, not just open, but sort of like knowing what you want out of it is really important too. It's at least what I've, what I've experienced, but I will say that it's definitely also on the other person too. Like I had a therapist who would just like after 20 minutes be like, all right, well, it seems like you don't have much to say, so I guess we can just like end there. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so. yeah. I've heard some horror stories, but like I do agree. I also think it's a lot with communication. Like mm-hmm. I'm very communicative with my therapist, and it's because she's very communicative with me on what I want to work on, what I'm not like, oh, I actually don't feel like talking about this right now. Like just communicating that to the point where she's really great at being like, you haven't brought this up and you've been thinking like you've been dealing with this for five months. Like, do you not feel comfortable sharing this with me? And like, I appreciate that she can call me out on that. And it's all about communication where I'm actually learning about healthy communication in a relationship Mm -hmm. just through my relationship with her. Mm -hmm. I mean, I totally agree. I've been in therapy for years and years now. And like some days I just don't want to do it. And I, it's like, it's so much about your mindset because as soon as I like let my guard down and realize like all the thoughts going on in my head, like I just need to verbalize them and get them out there. And it's going to make for a really productive and impactful conversation that I didn't really intend on having. So it's so much getting out of your own head and then just being able to open up and actually talk about the things that are bothering you or yeah. not even bothering you just like these random thoughts you're having that you don't even realize are impactful yeah a hundred percent that happens all the time I actually find that my most impactful sessions are the ones where I don't come with like a certain yes. circumstance or situation that I want to vent about I'm more just like let's see what unfolds and I start mm-hmm. talking about something either from my past or even something currently that I have been suppressing or sweeping under the rug that I didn't realize was affecting me. Mia, what is your wellness trend that you've taken away from Mostly Balanced? Honestly, I think having a morning routine, and we always ask, we or at least we used to ask in our rapid-fire questions to our guests what if they're a morning or a night person and what the first thing they do when they wake up is and the last thing they do before they go to bed. And I have been a chronic night owl my whole life who strives to be a morning person. And I think getting all of that inspiration from guests and hearing how similar to what we said with self-care, it's so different for everyone. But 
I've really learned and have grown to love my mornings and just how I set up my day sets up the whole rest of the day and I'm more excited to like get out of bed because I have created this space and time that is I need it and it makes me happy. Yeah, I started with the morning routine accidentally because I was in the toxic like PR crazy hours after college as a publicity assistant like working long mm-hmm. hours and the only thing that would make me feel okay sitting there all day and night at the office was if I went to a workout class in the morning and I came to learn as I was doing the podcast and everything like, oh, that was me finding me time. And it was like my sanity to like do, get my movement in, get off the phone, do something for me first thing in the morning. And I think I realized the same thing. Like it's the same as, it's just the morning routine of it all. It's Mm -hmm. not just like a buzzword. It really can change your day because otherwise, Mm -hmm. especially living in New York city, you kind of just like wake up and I I'm literally on the ground floor like I could look outside and see people doing things as I'm meditating like it's a chaotic city that we live in for sure so I know for me personally like I completely agree with that and I never used to be a morning person and wanted to be so badly and it's sometimes mm-hmm. it just takes like literally needing something to actually do it yeah totally so you guys talk a lot about manifestation and I really want to ask you more about it because something I've learned from the podcast is there are so many different ways you can do it. And I have specific ways that I do it, but I'm very curious about Lacey Phillips. And I know you guys have had experiences with manifestation with Lacey Phillips. So I want to know about your experience. And also the biggest thing with that for me is like, I know I would love it, but I feel like I can't make the time for it. And like, it feels like homework to me rather. It's like, I already make time for therapy. I already make time for the five minute journal, working out all these things. It's like you have a nine to five and a podcast and everything else. Like, how are you also making time for something that feels like extra work? Hmm. Well, when I, I think we've, we've both done the Lacey Phillips pathway program. So that is like guided exercises. There's one for love and relationships, one for money, one for, like unblocking your inner child and there are like little modules with like writing assignments like homework and guided (laughs) meditations and to be honest when I did that I'm like oh my god this feels like homework right but when I did it I committed and it was so amazing it honestly felt like therapy I think Carly's doing it now again so she can speak more to it like more relevantly but when I did it I was so it brought up it was very much like therapy doing all of the like imaginings and going back to your childhood and picturing yourself as your best self and then picturing your shadow, which is like all of your fears and shame. It brought up so much. And I think everyone should be doing that type of work because it was really, really impactful and like changed how I viewed myself. And I actually did that right before we started the podcast. So I think it really, really did help in bringing in things that made me happy, kind of giving me clarity on what wasn't making me happy or what I was insecure about or what I, what, what, what was holding me back. And like manifestation, I think it has such, it could have a stigma of being like, I don't know, like, does this really work? Like another like woo woo thing. But when you look at it that way in Lacey Phillips work, it really is just intense therapy that is allowing you to like release all of your everything that's holding you back and open you up to 
bringing in new things. And that like weaves in and out of my life all the time, even if I'm not doing the lacy work at the moment. But I'm also a very visual person. So a lot of those like visualizations, I think I've completely visualized getting my job at Facebook. And I did like some meditation every day and just understanding I was worth worthy of it and imagining what my ideal life and career looked like. So I love manifestation. And I feel like it doesn't have to feel like homework because you could do it in so many different ways. Yeah, I think that's what's so attractive to me about it is that I agree. It's not just like manifestation. Like you look at that necklace, you imagine you want it and it appears on your neck. Like it's not, it's not magic, but I think of it in, in terms of like, it's a mindset. And if you think about something, you're going to work for it. Like if you're imagining something and feeling something like you're, it's going to come to fruition because you're focused on it. So I, I think of it in a more rational way, which is why I think Lacey Phillips, like digging deeper and like clearing your limiting beliefs and any blockages to then bring that thing in. It's not just about like visualizing something and then you're going to get it. It's like you have to do the work, which is definitely a theme on my podcast, which speaking of doing work, Carly, since you're doing it now, when are you fitting it in? So I do it every morning and I kind of, I replaced my Instagram scrolling with doing the doing the work because honestly I was I was spending at least like 30 minutes in bed before I would get I would wake up and I just turn to my phone and be scrolling and especially because I live by myself so it's like I didn't I don't know there's no one stopping me from doing that so now I'll do it in the mornings but I will say like obviously there's so much power to doing the actual work and doing the daily exercises and everything like that. And it's something that I think that you, if you're doing it and you're putting in the work, you should continue to come back to it. But I also think it just becomes so ingrained in you and some of the terms that she uses and just some of the different things that you learn that you don't have to be doing these things every single day for it to become just a part of the way that you think and the way that you live your life. Like it, she teaches you things about like how to how to expand your life and how to identify people that have the things that you want and how to then get them and one of the biggest things that I learned from it that I really do think is so powerful is just starting small and I've talked about this before on the podcast and on our Instagram that if you if you don't trust that manifestation is real or you don't even like understand the logic behind it doing something like Lacey's program will give you actual tangible steps and for me when I realized that like okay so maybe I'm not going to manifest like this amazing New York City apartment that's my dream apartment as the first thing I ever manifest but why don't I start by trying to manifest that somebody will buy me a free cup of coffee or something and it's not because I need that cup of coffee it's because I need to actually see that it works and then you continue to build up that trust in the process and it becomes a part of your life and you start to see that you can actually get these things that you want just by thinking about it and visualizing it. I think that's great advice with anything starting small and like seeing if it's working in the smaller ways before going fully in. So where could someone start? AK, where can I start? (laughs) Where do I, where do I go on Lacey Phillips and how do I start? (laughs) Oh yeah, definitely. I feel like, well, first you can just go to her, her website. I think it's just expanded is what the name of, that's the name of her podcast. And I think that's the name to be magnetic is maybe her website. And obviously you can like link that and everything if people are interested, but I would start by, she has like a how to manifest. And that's the first thing where she explains her entire process. And it's, they're like 20 minute 
videos or not videos, 20 minute audio recordings that you do as a meditation. And I've never been good at meditating, but because they are so guided, like she really guides you through everything you want to see. I would definitely start there. Or even if you're still not really sure, start by listening to an episode of her podcast and then see how you feel because she has so many people come on and talk about the things that they've manifested and just how it's changed their life that I think it's super helpful. But also like if you don't, if you really feel like you don't have time for this extra thing in your day and you're already doing so many things, I think that just practicing gratitude is the biggest thing in getting in manifesting the things that you want because you're not going to manifest things if all you're thinking about is what you don't have. But if you think more about what you do have, then you'll attract more of that. Yeah. And gratitude is another one of those words that's like such a buzzword, but so life changing because even just I do the five minute journal every morning because I just feel like it's so efficient. Like I'm doing my gratitude, my to-do list, an affirmation, a reflection, like it's all in under two minutes every single day. And having something that's easy to be consistent with, I think it has trained my mind to see the positive in absolutely everything. So even just having like that small gratitude list every morning can change your life. Yeah. I do it when I go to sleep, like even outside of a manifestation practice, really. Mm-hmm. Like when I go to bed in order to like calm down and get in the like sleep mode, I visualize, I do a lot of visualization of like what I'm grateful for and what I want, like visualize the next day, visualize next month, visualize next year. And like always, like I always just go to sleep feeling like naming the things I'm grateful for too, which is like- another small way to do it. As your head hits the pillow, like when you're ready to sleep, yeah. you're visualizing. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I think I'm going to do that. That's like an easy way to just – also, it's like distracting. How many times do you go to bed where like your mind is just racing and thinking about your to-do list? So to mm-hmm. visualize your future instead I think is such a healthy, nice, like relaxing way to go to bed. It's one of those things that I live always done, so I like feel like everyone must do this, but – I've done we it. We talk about things like that too. Like <laughs> – yeah. Things that are so normal to you, talk about them because it might help someone else. 100%. I completely agree with that. Carly, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say I feel like people think that gratitude has to be a list that you write out of 10 things you're grateful for or five yeah. things or whatever it is. But I heard somebody else talk on a podcast once about how before he even gets up or when you wake up in that moment when you haven't even opened your eyes yet, he just pictures five things that he's grateful for. And then that's just like that sets the tone to your day. And that's practicing gratitude. It doesn't have to be written down. And it's all about mindset at the end of mm-hmm. the day, like your mindset towards anything can change your life, your perspective on anything. So to wake up with a mindset of gratitude, you don't have to do anything or write anything or take out a journal, but just to wake up in that mindset, I think is so powerful. So as we're speaking about all these wellness rituals and self-care practices, something I wanted to ask you guys was, do you ever feel, and it's like you might not, I might just be in someone who overanalyzes, do you ever feel as like wellness podcast hosts, the need to be or just think about being extra sensitive with people just I'm not but I always think about the fact that like this health world or wellness world there's also like a toxic conversation around it and people get triggered very easily these days with anything so even just talking about like healthy eating or happiness if someone's not in the place to hear it do you ever feel I don't know shameful or guilty or like "Ah, am I doing the wrong thing by focusing so much on health and wellness and like leading this podcast. Do you ever 
think about like that other side of it where people are very easily triggered. Sometimes, but I think that we, we keep the dialogue like very, I don't think, well, we're not like extreme, like our, in our name, we're mostly balanced. Yeah. So I feel like we do invite people on the conversation that speak about, or on the podcast that will speak about fitness or their specific method of dieting or like any to them this is like what they eat and breathe and live and to us we're bringing them on to have an open conversation and I think we steer the conversation in ways that feels like could be relatable to anyone we usually ask everyone like small steps to lead a healthier life like if you're not going to take on this like extreme diet etc I also think in our intros we do share our thoughts and I always just try to come to any conversation just being authentic and giving my point of view but it's my point of view and Carly yeah. and I have a conversation and I, I am aware of how I come across and what conversations we're having but I think we try to navigate it in a way that is inclusive and not um, like this is the way to live. We bring in all kinds of different conversations and all different ways to live. Yeah, I feel like it's become such a thing that you have to have like trigger warning, I'm going to be yeah. doing this or trigger warning. And I get it. But I also just think that we all have responsibility to ourselves to understand what our triggers are, and how to deal with them. Like that's how you grow. And that's how you live. And I think it's just it's sort of a dangerous game to get wrapped up in worrying about how what you say is going to land with everybody else, especially on social media or on podcasts. I completely agree with that. I think it's on everyone to figure out, oh, like to be self-aware. Oh, that triggered me. Why? Why is this coming up for me? Because it's not a crime to talk about healthy eating or to talk about how this eating style might help someone's IBS. Like it's these topics when it comes to food that I do find people are very sensitive about. But if they really listen to the message, I mean, at least on our podcast, it's not about weight loss. And I think a lot of the times people associate talking about health and wellness with weight loss. Mm -hmm. And as we've been mentioning, we're talking about mindfulness, spirituality, career, like just living a happier life and feeling good. It's not always weight loss. And I think things have gotten very extreme with people's yeah. sensitivities. Yeah. And if you're triggered and you're not ready to deal with it, then don't listen <laughs> and don't mm -hmm. follow. <laughs> like that's like, obviously I want everybody to be here and be a part of the community and everything. But for me, if it's something that triggers me and maybe I'm not quite ready or don't quite know how to deal with it or what to make sense, how to make sense of it, then I like, mute that it's person or don't yeah. follow them right yeah mm -hmm. yeah and like maybe totally. they can listen to the episode with the therapist instead of with the <laughs> dietitian <laughs> yeah we actually did have an episode that we recorded and didn't release because it felt like when we got off the zoom I felt like it was just like sat with us the wrong way it was like a fitness conversation a nutrition conversation that like I don't know, like geared heavily towards like what your body looks like. Aesthetics. And we yeah. didn't. And what it should look it. like. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't good. Great decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I would do the same thing. That sounds, well, that's the thing. I think if you come from it from a perspective of we just want you to feel good and find what makes you feel good and feel your happiest that's different than having the language be around aesthetics and weight loss. So mm -hmm. if you really listen or read into it, that's not what it's about. But I agree. Like if you see a title that triggers you, 
don't listen to it and also maybe look into that, but not everyone's in the place to do that. So can't babysit everyone, but (laughs) (laughs) I do want to talk to you guys about podcasting in general. So I'd say it's like the hardest platform to grow on because the algorithm sucks to find a new podcast. Like you just, there's no way. And there's zero way to build community on the podcasting platforms. You really have to rely on outside platforms and other social media accounts to grow your podcast, which ends up being more jobs than just the podcast. You're having to manage other social media profiles. So how do you guys do it in terms of managing your time with a nine to five and everything else you have going on? That's so true, by the way. I feel like we need to do something about that. Yeah. Why can't you build a community on a podcast platform? I, there needs to be a new app. Where, well, yes. Spotify is like starting to do it. They're doing like the Q&A and the polls kind of. But isn't that weird? Like yeah. on YouTube, you build your community on YouTube in the comments. But like podcasting, it's just like you have to yeah. find the episode somehow. We and I've never gone on Apple to of- like – find a podcast no like, you find it through. elsewhere yeah 100 we need to create like a podcast app like social media type app where you explore and discover new podcasts yeah let's we work can on talk that. about that yeah add something <laughs> else to our plate with yeah. our nine to five and hundred <laughs> percent it is hard it's hard to manage it all but it's fun i feel like i I have learned more about like how I manage my time and I work like actually through human design, which was another like trend and topic we bring on and talk about. I kind of got validated in my working style in that I work best in like small spurts. So I kind of structure my day like that. I will take breaks from work to do something for the podcast, vice versa. And like prioritizing myself and self-care and also knowing like when to say no or telling Carly like I actually can't look at my computer anymore right now so I'm going to do this tomorrow um but then like building a community that is also on top of like having a job recording for the podcast editing for the podcast like doing the podcast growing the community like you said is huge and at least in the beginning like was a lot more time invested in like engaging with accounts and following people and sharing a lot and we I think I can attribute like our growth by being consistent engaging with our community bringing on lots of guests and like benefiting from reaching their communities and yeah trying to learn the Instagram algorithm which is impossible these days honestly (laughs) (laughs) but you guys have really grown your Instagram too so do you attribute that to also like you guys work at Facebook and TikTok. Like, do you think that your nine to fives have helped you at all? Uh, that's a good question. I honestly don't think so, <laughs> particularly because, I mean, well, for me specifically, I, I started at TikTok eight months ago. So it's like we've been doing yeah. the podcast for like a, a year and eight months. So um, I do think, I mean, if we don't, we're not on TikTok yet. So that once we do get on TikTok, which will we'll be very soon, I think that I will definitely have a lot to contribute because of uh, my experience working there. But yeah, I think just, I think the growth has honestly just been, we used to worry about it in the beginning. Like Mm -hmm. we used to be like, Oh my God, we lost four followers today. And that was like the first like 
not year, but the first like six months or so. And then that just went away because we were like, what are like, we, we listen to our community. We hear what they want to hear about, but we also talk about the things that we want to talk about. And then we attract more people who are interested in that. Like we know that the audience is out there, just like, you know, your audience is out there. Like then they, they come when we continue to hold space for the conversations and post more content and everything like that. So of course, like the Instagram algorithm and all that gets so frustrating, but I think just staying true to the things we want to talk about while also adapting to the things that are changing on Instagram, like posting more reels and doing more videos and things like that. It's all important. And I think, yeah, probably Mia working there and having like a knowing the new things that are coming out. I also think we like get access to things sooner on our Instagram account because (laughs) Mia works there. So like we had the link posting before we like didn't realize until recently that that was why we were getting all these things (laughs) earlier. (laughs) Yeah. That's been fun. I feel like, again, like similar to Carly, not like necessarily I do. I mean, I'm living and breathing at work, like Instagram and Reels best practices. But it's so funny. Like that is my work. And then like sometimes when I come and do like mostly balance, I'm like, forget everything. I <laughs> now come I'm on. starting. No, I definitely, it, it, like, as I approach work and like when I hear about a new update, of about Instagram, like my mind immediately goes to like, how am I also going to leverage this for our own platform? And like, we did recently start to do video. We like, we didn't for so long. And I think that was just, I at least have a hard time with change. Like anytime there's a new update, I'm like a little, I'm not an early adopter. (laughs) So (laughs) I like switching over to reels and like learning to doing the video content. Like I think that is going to be huge. And that is where the algorithm is going. And Facebook is prioritizing an Instagram short form video content. So we are doing that now. And not only like, because it makes sense and is what's going to be successful on the platform. I personally love when I look at other podcasts and I see video. Because it's such an audio platform. We have a, an app dedicated to, like, pictures and video. Why are we not, like, building, like, letting our audience see us talk and using these this content rather than just putting another audio on an app for, yeah. like, faces and visuals? So really leaning into that. And I think that's much better for, like, getting people to know us. Yeah. yeah. I think you guys do a great job of also providing value, though, on your Instagram because I think a lot of podcast Instagram, it's just like new episode, new episode, new episode. And it's hard to create content on Instagram that goes along with the topic of the week. Like it's a whole nother job in itself. You guys do a great job of also providing value in addition on your Instagram outside of just the episode content. And I think that's probably why people want to follow that account separate from the podcast. Do you guys keep that in mind? Like, Let's make sure every post provides value. Like, is there anything like that that you guys keep in mind? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you. And we do definitely keep that in mind. We always try to make sure that anything we're posting is adding value. Even like the polls that we post on our Instagram story, we want to make it make sure that it's not just something that we're curious about. It's something that people will be interested to see the results and to join in on, on the conversation. And we definitely our content on Instagram has adapted over the past year plus or two years or however long it's been. Um, we would post like more food in the beginning and probably some more like fitness content and just kind of like a little bit like a very, we cast a very wide net in the beginning. And then as we started to niche down and be more about still about wellness overall, but more focused on relationships, whether that's dating, friendships, career, and then the angle of spirituality. And we, in turn, again, 
created a community that is interested in all of those things. And we want to make sure we're giving them content, even if they didn't have time to listen to the podcast that week. So like some way to expand their life or their knowledge or uh, just to interact with them if they haven't listened to the podcast. And that's usually through um, the posts that we put on Instagram, which are like nine ways to practice self-care that are free or 10 conversations to have with your boyfriend before you move in together and that kind of thing. Yeah, you guys are always posting the best graphics in that sense. Who's making them? How do you guys divvy that up? Like, how are you divvying it up as two people who run a podcast that have nine to fives? We definitely don't have like a a set schedule of like who's going to like write the posts and everything. Mia makes them like graphically. Like she is definitely the um, visually creative person where she puts the actual graphics together, but like she'll text me and be like, Oh, I was thinking we should do a post about conversations to have about sex. And I'll text her and say like, Oh, I think we should do a post about X, Y, Z. And then we'll like, just have like a shared note on our phone and put in all of our ideas. And then we put it into a post. So we both have, sort of just equal contribution over what we're going to post about. And we never tell the other one, oh, no, I don't I don't want to do that. Like, we are very open to each other's uh, ideas. But we do definitely, if we have, like, a something we want to include, the other one might be like, oh, I don't know if, like, that's going to, if that's a good idea. Like, we definitely bounce ideas off of each other, and then Mia brings it all to life. But Carly's really good at wording, and, like, we have certain things, like, I do the graphics, but Carly's, like, always writing a lot, all of the, like, editorial stuff, and I feel like she, contrib- like, has great, she she writes for, like, every girl, like, has great yeah. content, and I feel like a lot of our great ideas of, like, all of our content, a lot comes from Carly, but it is very collaborative. Yeah, you guys have a great balance going on. I think it's really hard to find a team of co-hosts that can work that well together. And once it works, it's like always magic. Honestly, I commend you guys because I don't know if I could have a co-host. So <laughs> it's, it's hard to look with scheduling in general is so hard with the podcast to have two of you. It must be like just that much harder. It's it, nice yeah, that part is hard though. So mm-hmm. like if I want to take a break or like, I don't feel like storying or I'm away for the weekend, like, right. I know the Instagram will be like run even in my absence and like yeah. vice versa. Yeah. That's we also really nice. balance each other out in terms of the things we, we talk about a lot because of just a product of the different phases of life that we're in or different interests that we have. Like Mia is engaged. So she will talk about planning her wedding and specific things with her boyfriend. I'm single and dating. So I'll talk more about dating things. And I feel like it's been a really cool experience for us to both bring those different perspectives to the table. Yeah, that's kind of a perfect recipe, honestly. (laughs) You guys have a great match over there. Well, I could talk to you guys for hours, but we're going to because now I'm going to go record on your podcast. But let's go into the ending segment, fun facts and favorites. So what are your morning routines? Mia, you could start. I feel like that's been the theme. (laughs) Sure. So I usually snooze. I can't, like, I have not been able to break that habit yet. Dan, my fiance, like, wants to kill me in the morning because he jumps right out of bed and I snooze. I, like, immediately brush my teeth and put my contact lenses in because I'm blind. And then I usually walk Cooper. So uh, that has actually been nice to, like, get outside for maybe 20 minutes right away. Then I usually, most mornings, do a workout, shower, do my skincare routine. Every single morning I make a oat milk latte with my Nespresso and then like sit down with that and start work 
like reading emails and like easing into my day. But other than that, I don't really do. I used to try to journal. I used to try to meditate. But those things like just felt like homework, like you said. Forced. They haven't really stuck. So some days if I'm feeling inspired, I'll like whip out my like one of my like morning journals or one of the like morning meditation books I have. But otherwise, that's pretty much like a workout is my true like morning self-care. Agreed. Yeah, I've always been a morning person, at least for as long as I can remember. And I wake up very early. I go to bed very early. I usually am awake by like 6, 630 at the latest. And right now what that what my morning looks like is I'll wake up and I'll do the Lacey Phillips deep imagining, which is a meditation. I then usually will journal. I'll usually just do a list of things I'm grateful for and maybe write down a couple of the things that I want to manifest. Or if there's something that's really, really on my mind, then I'll write it out. But usually my journaling is not like a free writing. It's more of just a, this is what I'm grateful for. This is what I'm manifesting. And then some type of mantra. And then I read a lot in the morning. Lately, I read for probably like 15, 20 minutes of a nonfiction book. That's what I'll do in the morning. And then I do my workout and then I shower and then I eat breakfast. I'm definitely a breakfast person. I feel like I cannot make it through my day if I don't eat breakfast. It's usually a smoothie or oatmeal. And then I get into the day. I don't think I forgot anything. Like I do, I love using my ice roller or my gua sha or something like that and have like my skincare routine. But in terms of morning routine, it's just reading, journaling, hopefully a meditation and a workout. You guys have some great routines. I feel like you can't have a wellness podcast and not pick up all of the things though. Okay. What is your favorite book or podcast? Ooh. I still love Girls Gotta Eat. I listen to it every Monday. I think they're hilarious. And I it, they were an inspiration for our show. I just feel like I know what I'm getting into. If I have an hour, it's like I'm going to laugh. I'm going or two to, hours. Like, I know so long. Or two hours. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. And we have like such a different conversation over here that it's like fun to listen, dive into their like raunchy dating stories. And I love it. Um, A book. I recently read Verity in like less than 24 hours and it was Same. amazing and it's my exact type of novel I love to read like suspense page turner so that's my recent favorite. That's crazy that every single person I know has read Verity in under two days including me and I'm the slowest <laughs> reader of all time. Mm -hmm. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a that great, was a great book. Great book. For podcasts, I also love Girls Gotta Eat. I've been really, really into the Mind Body Green podcast lately. We had one of their co-founders, Colleen Wacob, on our podcast, and their other co-founder, her husband, Jason, is the host of the Mind Body Green podcast. He just has so many interesting guests on, and he's a really good interviewer, so I love that. For more of like a fun one, I love the One Tree Hill podcast because I'm a big One Tree Hill fan. Um, and then in terms of books... I I think right now I would say Taylor Jenkins Reid is definitely my favorite author of the moment. And she wrote Malibu Rising, Daisy Jones and the Six, and Evelyn, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, as well as some other books. And I just love all of her books so much. I started Seven Husbands because everyone was recommending it and I couldn't get into it. But I know that I just like, I wasn't in the mood. I have to circle back because everyone's always recommending that book. Yeah. yeah, once you get in, you'll like it. Okay, I, I need to restart. You got to read them. 
Okay, when do you feel your happiest? I am boring, and I feel my happiness happiest like on a Friday night with Dan and my dog watching TV. I'm more I'm a huge TV person. I love television, and I believe it is self care. <laughs> so watching TV with a glass of wine and like a really good dinner, and that is truly when I feel happiest. Or my family's super close, and we always spend time like in the summer together at my family's home. So those are some of my happiest moments too. Love that. Mine is traveling. Anytime I get to see someplace new, it's just the happiest, best feeling in the entire world. I love it so much. And then also just anytime with my nieces and nephews. I love that too. I'm with you when it comes to traveling. Like you just can't get the smile off my face. I'm so excited the entire time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's the best. Okay, what would be your last meal on earth? For some reason, a Italian style sandwich came to mind. Like mm. maybe some like chicken cutlet or like a classic mm. Italian sub. I don't know. I love sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of like a specific restaurant. I don't know if this is – I think I would have to go back to one of the restaurants that we went to in Italy and just have like mm. a really, really good Italian pasta and wine and dessert would be probably some type of cake love Mm. it i'm very glad i'm having italian food after this because Mm. now i'm craving it okay where can the people find you you can find us on instagram at mostly balanced podcast yes and you can listen to us across apple Podcasts, spotify google we're recently on amazon we realized we were not on amazon podcasts we are (laughs) Probably everywhere you can listen to podcasts. If you can't find us, reach out and we will get ourselves on there. And then we have a website. We are mostlybalanced.com. Perfect. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. And now we're going to go on your podcast. Woohoo. Yes. So everybody come listen to Jen on our podcast. Yes. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. This was so fun. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I would so appreciate it if you could take a moment to rate, review, and definitely subscribe so that you don't miss another insightful episode. You can also engage with the community on the Dare to Self Care podcast Instagram. So definitely join us all there. And I will see you guys next week. Bye.